Hey there! Welcome to Well Dukes. This podcast is brought to you by UREC Health Promotion. Tune in every other Wednesday for conversations that we hope challenge what you know, think, or do in regard to your own health and wellness and helps you be Well Dukes. Hello, Dukes, and welcome back to the Well Dukes podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Shutt, and this week we are joined by two special guests, so I'm going to let them go ahead and introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Tom Parmelo. I'm an athletic trainer at UREC. Uh, I'm originally from Waukesha, Wisconsin. I got my AT degree in UW Oshkosh. After that, I was an intern at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. I worked football and tennis. And most recently, I was in Missouri working for a D2 school uh, where I worked a variety of different sports for approximately eight and a half years. Hi, I'm Stacey Ryder. I'm also an athletic trainer at UREC. Um, I am originally from uh, Wyluson, Pennsylvania. I got my undergraduate athletic training degree at Messiah College in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, I am a Duke alum. I got my master's in exercise physiology at JMU. Um, I've been a high school athletic trainer, a college athletic trainer, um, recently also did high school teaching and sports medicine. Um, I am also, uh, apart from being an athletic trainer at UREC, I'm also a, a volunteer EMT at the Harrisonburg Rescue Squad. Well, thank you both for that. We're really grateful to have you on today as our topic is the five things you need to know about athletic training. So at number one, we want to just get an idea of what is athletic training? I think that topic is, can be pretty broad. I mean, we're basically healthcare providers. Uh, we do a lot of, we treat injuries, we evaluate injuries. Um, we'll do the rehab process all the way through. So we basically do a lot of the immediate medicine all the way till full clearance or up to performance enhancement. Uh, a lot of times there's that misconception that we're just the, the water boys. Uh, a lot of times when you're watching NFL football games and you see people running onto the field at halftime uh, with the Gatorade bottles, squirting them into the player's mouth. But that's all we do. Um, I mean, that's part of what we can do, but uh, we're, we're really there from start to finish. Uh, so when they go down on the field until they're ready to go back out, we can handle pretty much everything in between. So at number two, we want to kind of get an idea of injuries in specific, and how to handle new ones, because that's a lot of what you all do here at UREC. So when we get new injuries, we kind of run the gamut of somebody waited for several weeks. Uh, They weren't sure something's been bothering me when I work out, and I just figured it would go away. So I waited a couple weeks to come and talk to you. Uh, That's not necessary. We can can see people very quickly. Uh, We're open Monday through Friday. Um, even if it's just somebody rolls their ankle while they're working out at UREC, they can pop in and say hi to us and we'll try to get them in as soon as we can. Um, then we also have those patients that are riding a bird on the weekends. Please don't ever do that. Just, just don't do that. That's a quick way to come and see us for sure. Um, if you get hurt and something, you hear a snap, crack, a pop, Um, If you have immediate swelling or significant pain, of course, it's always a a good answer to go and get checked out at uh, an urgent care or an ED. Um, If there's significant bleeding or you can't feel your foot, always a good idea to go and get those checked out. Uh, But if it's something that you have, you know, a little bit of swelling or you're having a little difficulty walking 
or you can manage it on your own with ice and ibuprofen for a few days, then come and see us on Monday and we can help make sure to direct those next steps of can we manage it in-house or is it something that we need to help you get an appointment to one of our many team of physicians or chiropractic care or whatever other uh, healthcare provider we can help you access. The other thing we do a lot of is we kind of just for the chronic injuries, I think that's a little bit tougher to answer just because like Stay said, is like it can be bothering you for a while and you just don't know, you thought it'd go away. Um, if something feels wrong, then just be safe, you know, get it checked out. We'll be happy to look at you, no problem. Um, if there's something that you want to do performance-wise, but something's kind of holding you back, uh, we get a lot of weightlifters who try to uh, squat, deadlift, et cetera, et cetera. We're happy to help out and kind of look at form, stuff like that. And maybe find a weak link in the kinetic chain that can help you get back out there and be safe. We also do a lot of post-op care. Uh, we see a lot of people who maybe did PT over the summer and they move back to JMU and they want to continue on with their care, but they don't really know anything about a PT because they're from out of town. We're more than happy to work with those people, especially. And so I think in terms of should I get it looked at, generally I would say yes. If it's, like I said, if something kind of feels wrong, the acute injuries are kind of well-known. You kind of know. I was playing basketball, rolled my ankle. It hurts now and swelled up. Pretty easy to know. But I just think in terms of chronic injuries, hey, this has been bothering me for a while. Should I get it looked at? Probably. We might find something that maybe someone else hasn't. So when we're looking at new injuries, are there any like common misconceptions that people have about getting new injury treatment that you could recommend to stay away from? In terms of treatment, I think like the big hot topic for me is ice. There's There's been some interesting research saying that potentially it may slow down the healing process. I'm not, I think blindly people follow the rice policy, which is a little bit outdated. Uh, also to basically stay off of it, regardless of anything, whether that be a sprained ankle, et cetera, et cetera. In terms of ice, my general policy is if you're having pain and it helps dull the pain a little bit, go for it. But if you're not having pain walking on like a sprained ankle or anything like that, and we've ruled out a fracture, you don't need ice for the first week or so. So I think that's probably the general misconception that I see. Uh, the other one I see a lot of is basically people who will come in and say, well, my doctor told me to never squat or deadlift ever in the history of life. That's not true at all. Uh, generally uh, there are some cases where they may have had a back surgery and okay, fine. However, for the most, the population that we see, there are regressions and progressions that we can set you at. I think people just assume that the only squat ever in the history of ever is to back squat. And that's not true. You can front squat, you can goblet squat, you can landmine squat. We can find you a good starting point so that you can do those movements, uh, safely and correctly. Um, also, if you do choose to ice, which is totally fine, please don't ice for four hours. Um, that's not a great idea. Uh, it's for 20 minutes. Uh, you ice for 20 minutes. You take it off for at least two hours, and then you can ice again if you feel so led. But uh, for those people who come in and say, well, I iced it for eight straight hours last night, please don't do that. Yeah, that's especially true when you have the chemical packs, um, because people will put them on their skin and fall asleep. And that's a big no-no. You should definitely have something in between the skin uh, and still only go for about 20 minutes, regardless of the, depending on what kind of surface area it is. So 
hand would obviously be less than a hip. Coming in at number three, we want to talk a little bit about concussions because it's a little bit um, different from any other injury that you all treat. So could somebody give us an idea of concussions and how you all treat them with athletic training? Of course, no problem at all. Um, We can do a lot to help with concussion maintenance and concussion uh, identification and care. Um, Anytime somebody sustains a blow to the head, uh, whether it be in a sport, uh, basketball to the head, or a a vehicle accident. We've had a lot of patients who have had a vehicle accident in town, and now they're having a hard time getting back into classwork, getting back into sport, because they're having prolonged headaches, uh, they're having dizziness, they're having nausea, sensitivity to light, or it could just be as simple as just something feels off. I just don't feel myself. Um, I'm having a hard time sleeping. Um, We can help with that management and identification. Uh, what we do when somebody comes in with some sort of a head injury is we can uh, help monitor their symptoms. Uh, we can help make sure that they get physician care if it becomes uh, something that's just prolonged. Uh, we can help write notes to say to uh, students, teachers, this person needs some accommodations in class. Uh, maybe they need a little bit more time getting their coursework in. Uh, maybe they just need to take a week off in general. Uh, we can be a really good resource for helping to provide those things so that you have the best uh, the best means to recover. Um, a lot of people say, well, I just went into my room and I turned off the lights and I shut the door for a couple of hours and I'm not sure why I'm not better. Um, or, you know, I've been having symptoms for a prolonged period of time and I, I think I need a little bit more care. At that point, we can help refer you to a physician. Um, and when a person does finally feel better, a lot of times the misconception is, well, I don't have a headache. I should just be able to go back to my sport. And the problem with a concussion is that when somebody has one, um, the brain doesn't always recover quickly and it needs a, a kind of a gradual return to sport, which we help provide uh, from anybody from an MRD or a Duquette all the way up to our, our club rugby team. Um, which is a, a gradual process of they do a couple of days of lighter activity, they do a couple of days of harder activity, and then they get eased back into their sport to make sure their brain is actually feeling 100% and is able to get back into sport safely. Uh, anytime a person has a thought that, well, I hit my head and I do feel off, but it's nothing. If somebody gets hit too soon after a concussive impact, it could be very, very dangerous. Yes, they did a touch on the really the biggest point that uh, I wanted to bring up was the progressive return to play. And I think just like you think of any injury and it's the same thing. It's not, you know, if you sprain your ankle, it's like, okay, well, I'll rest it for a few days, then go play basketball. Like it's the same thing with a concussion. You don't take a few days off while I don't have a headache. So now I can go max bench press or squat and do a hit circuit or play rugby again. That's not how we should do things either. So I think generally that's kind of what we take care of. We manage a lot very well is the progressive return to play. And it's, it's the same thing as in terms of, uh, I was talking a little bit about staying off of an injury for too long. I mean, it's the same thing with concussion. If you just sit there and rest and you have, you do nothing for so long um, and you're just kind of feeling a little off, sometimes a little bit of active, um, exercise can actually kind of help break the fog, so to speak. Um, and that's what we kind of manage is to determine kind of when you should do that and when you shouldn't do that. The other biggest thing that we do is in terms of our rugby is that we pre-screen them. 
we do a concussion vital signs similar to the impact system, which a lot of people are familiar with the high school sports. And basically we find a baseline for them. And then when they're kind of ready to go back, we make sure that their cognitive screening is similar to their baseline or better in some cases. So that way they're not just, you know, faking their symptoms or something like that. Awesome. Thank you for all the info on concussions. Now, a at number four, we want to dive into injury prevention, which is probably not something that people think about with athletic training as much because they're thinking, oh, I'm associating it with injuries. So if you could both kind of dive into injury prevention and what that looks like. Sure. Stace is really big on the running one. So I'll touch base on my strength conditioning side. Uh, I was a strength and conditioning coach since 2013, meaning I basically worked with collegiate athletes uh, in terms of performance development. And But the biggest part of, honestly, my job there was to basically screen uh, our athletes and to basically kind of find those weak, weak links that I was kind of talking about earlier. I think that's kind of the biggest thing with injury prevention. In terms of strength conditioning, you know, if you can find that weak link, you can prevent that person from getting hurt. Because obviously dealing with patients or athletes, like that's an investment, that's your life. Um, So we do a lot of screening in terms of, you know, if, like I said, if you're having pain with squatting, I think that's one of the most common ones we see. Okay, well, why? Why are you having pain with squatting? And you kind of look through it and you're like, okay, well, their obliques aren't fine, their hamstrings, their hips are tight, et cetera, et cetera. We might find something, like I said earlier, that someone else might not find. Um, and that way we kind of progress you to prevent you from having injury during your sport or your activity, whatever you want to do. Um, and then going on with our kind of our acute injury recovery plan is that we don't just return you to active daily living. We try to basically find out, okay, what are your goals? Are your goals to run? Let's kind of figure out a running plan. And a lot of them are just, they don't, some people just don't know. They don't know how I should be. They just think, oh, I'm going to go run for a long period of time and just build up. But we know a little bit more about how much volume we should be putting in, how much resistance we should be putting in, load, et cetera, et cetera. We can kind of tweak the variables a little bit and work with people in that regard. Um, for sure. Um, and like Tom said, uh, I'm big into running. Uh, we've got a lot of patients right now that either just ran the Richmond Marathon or they're training for the Philadelphia Marathon or uh, we have a lot of ROTC cadets that do the Army 10 miler. And we can help um, as you decide, hey, I want to progress into doing longer distances. Or I've been, you know, I've been kind of creeping up my running distances and something's starting to kind of nag at me. Uh, how can I manage that? Um, so we can definitely help with all sides of that. Uh, another big common thing that we have is, well, I stretch. I stretch a lot and I don't know why I'm hurt. Um, a lot of times if you're doing a static stretch where you're sitting and holding a stretch, uh, that's better served after your body is warm, after you've done some sort of an exercise, uh, you've gone on a bike ride for five minutes or you've done a couple of warm-up sets. Uh, it's better to do those static stretches when your body is warm. Uh, typically what we say before doing a workout, before going for a run, before doing a hard lift is to do more of a dynamic workout, uh, sorry, a dynamic warm-up. Uh, where you can do hop on the bike for five minutes, or you can do some walking lunges, or you can do some hip swings, uh, some open the door, close the door type of motions. Uh, making sure to take that time, that five minutes before to do a good warm up is really helpful. 
taking that time to do that static stretching after is helpful. Um, we also have a lot of patients that can come and see us for, um, we have a, a cold whirlpool immersion tub that we have. A lot of our ROTC cadets or our rugby players will come in after a, a really hard weekend or a hard workout and utilize that uh, modality, uh, which is available to everybody as well. Um, and then of course, as always, making sure to have good nutrition, uh, good hydration um, and good sleep. Sleep is really important for helping to prevent injuries as well. Yeah, and kind of bouncing off of that, I think one of the biggest things that we do is we educate people, especially with weightlifting, talk about they just don't know the volumes they should be doing. Maybe they're doing you know, five exercises for one muscle group and that's just too much for them. Um, and then kind of like throughout the week, just look at their whole weight, weightlifting program and are they basically doing too much in terms of one muscle group or one motion, something like that. It's the same thing as like Stace will look at basically like how many mile, what does the mileage look like in a week? And kind of, especially she does a lot with the shoes as well. Yes. Good shoes. Also very, very important. Please, please wear good shoes. If I can see your toes when you come in and you're in sneakers, then those shoes need to get thrown away. If you were like the Nike freeze that I can fold in half, that's not good for running. So coming in at number five, we want to kind of talk about um, the different resources that you all have, the different resources that you can refer people out to and everything in between. So uh, the first big thing is uh, we are JMU UREC athletic trainers. Uh, we are always at JMU UREC. Um, but we are hired by the Centera Healthcare system. Uh, so Centera Healthcare pays our paycheck, but we're always, always at JMU UREC. However, being part of the Centera system, we are able to access all of those resources. Uh, we can help people set up x-rays, MRIs. Uh, we can help people get in to see an orthopedic physician very quickly. Uh, usually we can get our patients in within one to two days of seeing them um, if it's something that we're pretty worried about. So we're, we're able to help establish those resources on a quicker timeline than somebody might be able to do on their own. Um, so that's a, a big one for sure. Yeah. And I think in terms of other resources, I mean, if you just look in this uh, clinical setting, we have basically three very different athletic trainers. So I think in that terms, if you're looking for more, like I want to work on my running uh, technique and some information on that, Stacey's probably your person. If you're looking for basically strength conditioning or some kind of like really advanced post-op care, like that's kind of me and Scott's very good at uh, his evaluation skills are very, very solid. So I think we all kind of fit different niches in this, in this thing. And we're more than happy to help each other more so than kind of like, if I'm stuck, I'm going to ask for help. Um, it's vice versa. I'm sure Stacy would ask me maybe, and then Scott would help ask either of us for help too. So uh, I just think having three very diverse backgrounds in terms of ATs is, is very, very valuable in the same athletic training room. When it comes to booking appointments, could one of you kind of speak to how that process works and walk us through it? Um, so if somebody wants to see us, uh, something's been nagging at them or they rolled their ankle at club soccer on Saturday night, um, all you have to do is go onto the JMU UREC register, register website. Um, and find athletic training. Uh, we have appointment slots open. Uh, we are here from 10 to 7, uh, Monday through Thursday. Friday is 10 to 5. Um, and we have uh, appointment slots for every single hour. We have five slots for every hour. Um, now, on Mondays, we usually fill up very quickly. And throughout the week, we're fairly steady. Um, but we do have patients drop appointments 
very often. So if you don't see maybe a time frame that works best for you, just check back in a little bit and it might be available. If you, are, if you do have a brand new injury, uh, you are lifting weights and my back went out or I was playing pickup basketball and my ankle rolled, um, you can walk in. Uh, just talk to the front desk in the wellness center and they will help direct you into us. Now we may not be able to get to you within that first minute, uh, but we will get to you as soon as we can. If you have something where um, you just want an ice bag or you just need a Band-Aid, uh, that one you can just check in at the wellness center. They'll direct you right in. We'll hand you that and you can be on your merry way. You don't need an appointment for something like that. So when it comes to people that have routine visits, um, do you find how, how often do people like come in for treatment in that time span? Or do you often just see a person once? Is it for months on end? Like, I think a lot of people think just because this is here that like, it's a more of a pop in type deal. And so could you kind of explain that and how that works? Uh, I think we have a large variety of people we kind of see. We do, uh, obviously, our post-op care is going to be obviously longer. Um, I think for the the big question for them is, when do I stop, essentially? When am I done? So that one's kind of a little bit more open-ended. We do have a lot of people, especially with chronic injuries, that kind of stay a little bit longer. That's That makes sense. I mean, they're going to have up and down days. Our acute care is generally a little bit more, you know, once they kind of get back to their sport and feel good, we kind of tend to discharge them or usually people will discharge themselves. If they're playing basketball again, they're kind of like, well, I don't really need to keep going. Uh, especially if they're pain-free, obviously. And then, but we do see, unfortunately, a lot of one and dones. Um, maybe it's someone who's going home for fall break. We'll see like an increased volume that week. But, you know, should I have someone take a look at this at home essentially? So we do, so we do have a lot of one and done people like that. Or, you know, we do have some people who are just, I just want to make sure it's not broken, especially with like hands, ankles, feet. I fell downstairs, something. Just tell me it's not broken. Give me like, maybe give me an x-ray and I'll be gone my way. And unfortunately, we do have a lot of people like that, but that's totally fine if that's a, how they want to utilize uh, the facility we're there for that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, it can be, it can be pretty much anything. Uh, we've got patients who have had uh, disc injuries or scoliosis that, you know, some months life is really hard and I'm struggling a lot. And my back hurts. And so I'm going to come in three days a week. And then some months I've been feeling great. I've been doing everything I want to do. So I say hi once a week just to say hi and I'm on my way. Um, so definitely a, a variety. Um, we've got those patients who uh, they came in and they tore their ACL in a soccer game and we see them, they get their surgery. They come in three days a week while they're doing their ACL recovery. And then after a couple months, they're on their way too. So we can really run the gamut between pop in a couple times, or we've got a long-term relationship. So that's all we have today. I would love to hear if you all have any closing thoughts just to kind of end us out. I really do think this is a very unique service that we provide to the general population at JMU. I think it's awesome. Uh, I was explaining it to a lot of people in my old college kind of like what it was and what it meant to the school. And they're like, that's an absolute awesome resource. I wish I could utilize it. Uh, we worked, I worked at SN, Missouri S&T and, you know, there were so many people at the health center. That's where we were housed was next to student health. And they would walk in and they would just say, can I use this? And unfortunately in that situation, it was no, it was only utilized for athletes, but here it's available to anyone. 
And I think that's just a huge resource to anyone, especially, you know, I deal with mostly a lot of post-ops and just thinking about this is a resource on campus that they can use. You know, you have your surgery in July or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do during fall. It's like, you're always welcome here. You can always come here and we'll be more than happy to help you. And, and we we're very grateful to help everybody. Uh, one of the most fun parts about our job is the variety of people that we get to see every day. We don't only have the club rugby players. We don't only have in a real soccer. We can see everybody. Um, we, we can help uh, theater people who are struggling with their backs and bothering them. We can help the Duquettes. We can help the MRDs. Um, and we're, we're grateful to see everybody and to, to learn a little bit of everybody's stories. Um, and so, you know, we're here to, to be a resource for you to help however we can. Yeah, and it's amazing how many people will come in their first time, like maybe their junior year and say, I never knew this existed. You know, I found out from a friend, basically, we have so much advertising that's from basically word of mouth. It's not a very well-known commodity, but it's definitely an amazing resource that anyone can utilize. Thank you both so much for agreeing to be on today. We've really enjoyed this conversation and hopefully this does spread the word a little more about y'all services because it is an amazing resource um, here on campus that people should take advantage of. Just closing out, I want to remind everybody that's listening to remember to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at JMU UREC. And as always, be well, Dukes. Thank you.